walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ooh, what's up, everybody? The hardest part of the ring. Once again, back. In your ass. <laughs> Why can't I just say, hey, uh, hello, I'm here. Well, I always have to do some stupid shit. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Apron Bump. I am your host, the hardest part of the ring, and we're here to get a little extreme with it. <laughs> ECW, Double Tables, 1995. Man, oh man, what a crazy chaotic show this was to watch and to uh, to recap here. Man, there's a lot of shenanigans on this show. First of all, this is the second major event for ECW as Extreme Championship Wrestling. I think actually the third, but there was a, a second one that was untelevised or some sh I don't know, it's all weird. But... For all intents and purposes, it's their second ever Extreme Championship Wrestling major event here in Philly. And uh, yeah, we just uh, it's, it's, it's more of this company trying still trying to figure out what their identity is. I think they definitely already have a cult following, like I said, obviously in Philly, but when we get into the show, you'll kind of realize and if you even watch the show. Um, which, by the way, if you uh, want to watch the show, let me know and I'll uh, holla at you. But because I don't think it's uh, riding the cock as of now. But let me know if you want to watch the show, because it is it is a fun watch. But you'll definitely see that it is. Uh, let's just say they're not at a peak performing level. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just put it that way. They're ironing out the kinks, some may say. But um like I said, just a lot of crazy stuff on the show. We have a Texas death match between Cactus Jack and Sandman. We have uh, people being catapulted by their dick and balls. We have Chris Benoit and Al Snow having a really good match, uh, followed by Chris Benoit being very terrifying at the end of the show. We have a, uh, a woman in a wedding dress getting pile-driven by uh, a certain Hack Myers. So what else do you really need in wrestling? Huh? We got to sit there and pretend like you need more than that. You don't because that's what ECW gives you. 
But a really fun show today. Returning to the show, Charlie from the Get Show Wrestling Podcast. One of my favorite podcasts out there in terms of wrestling, really just in general. And uh, Charlie, uh, a guy that's been on the show a few times at this point, one of my favorite guests. Uh, really, can you guys hear my cat meowing back there? I'm about to take a kendo stick to this bitch after I get done recording this. But um, what was I talking about? Oh, the Get Show Heh, get you on this cat. Am I right or am I wrong, get fellas? Um, <laughs> but get show wrestling podcast. You can find their podcast on all podcast platforms. Super, super fun podcast. You know, recapping the week in wrestling, not just the major companies, but companies all over the world. And they put their own uh, Asian barbershop spin on it, I believe is how they describe it. But super fun podcast. Go check them out. Follow them on Twitter at Get Show Podcast. Follow Charlie on Twitter at ChartyBBad. As always, all that info be in the description and shit. So uh, with that, let's just cascade through the tables. That is ECW, Double Tables, 1995. With myself and Charlie from the Get Show Wrestling Podcast. Sports oh, you just watch teams you don't even know. I have That's no idea who these are. guys are. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just like the numbers. Like, oh, look, this, this guy's a favorite. Okay, I'll play him. Oh yeah, you yeah. pick the team that has like prettier color jerseys, right? Like, as long as it's like a butterfly or something like that, then like I will put at least two hundred bucks on him. Right. That's smart, actually. That's that's what I'm saying. Did you I bet mean, on I, WrestleMania? Uh, I did, and I put all my money that I had on Sasha Banks. Oh, how'd that, so, how'd that go for you? Now I'm going to be whoring myself for money soon. So. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's amazing. No, I, I apologize. I, I wanted to be 100% for this, but like I just stayed out way too late last night. So I was just like, oh, I got no in. Worries, man. I got in like two. And I was like, dumb motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> What'd you do last night? Just went out with some coworkers. Just got fucked up. It was, oh. it's I mean, like, that's I, the proper way to prepare for ECW, I think. I sh- but uh, this is about talking about ECW. It's not even like watching it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was so cold sober watching it. But like now I'm just like hating life. Oh, yeah, backwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm like chugging green tea right now. I'm like, you know, should be all right. Green tea. That's a choice. I don't know. Coffee like gives me like heartburn for days. So like straight fire oh. in my chest. Seth Rollins. Okay. <laughs> well, it gives me fire in my asshole. Um <laughs> Seth Rollins. Yeah, he's all just um, saying Ricochet. <laughs> God damn it. So you're Asian. You might know. So I have this kendo stick, right? Yeah. And I'm like, how do you, are you supposed to untie anything? Like, because me and my fiance tried hitting each other with it. And it's just like a blunt, like, thing. Like, I feel like it's supposed to, like, bend. You definitely have to untie that because it's like, it's got to be hollow because like you start hitting each other with that shit. Because like, it's the, uh, like, there's these like red, I don't know if you can see it, but there's like red strings and then like white it. tape. I, do you, do you keep the red stuff on? Like, you know what? I've never used one, but I'm just like, theoretically, I figured you did, you got it. Oh, I'm definitely serious. Something similar. Like, because it's like, you hear that shit? It's just like a blunt. That's know. what I'm saying. That scares the shit out of me that you guys are hitting each other with that. Why don't you just don't ask any questions? <laughs> this is not, not your business. I'm, 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 I'm showing my concern. <laughs> <laughs> to be my, fair, I got two of them. So we each, I don't know why I got two of them, but I got two of them. Fair. And, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know why I have it. I was thinking of like uh, doing some prop humor during the podcast. But <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll so. In the middle of the episode, it's like, God, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> podcast is two minutes long. Right. <laughs> um, first of all, I'll ask, were you like a big ECW fan growing up or no? Not really. Like, well, I just remember like I was up one night and around like three in the morning, I just saw like Raven beating the living daily inside of a Tommy Dreamer. And it was really grainy. But it was like, oh, my God, I can't stop watching yeah. this. So and then like, so sure enough, like me and some of the Getcho boys, we actually went to a few ECW shows in, in, in uh, Chicago. Right. And yeah, it was some of the it was some of the greatest shit that I've seen. Like, I, I, I loved the ECW back in the day. So really, how old were you when you went to those shows? Oh, my God. I don't even recall, dude. I was like, you know, I'm in high school. So I would say like, you know, 13, 14. Maybe even, even no, maybe older than that. Oh man, yeah, because we were driving. What the fuck am I talking about? So like, so like, yeah, like sixteen, seventeen, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Because in my mind, they don't let kids watch ACW for some well, reason. I'll tell you this quick story. So I would at the Odium in Chicago. I'd watch like you know these ECW shows that come in, and it was just bananas. Like we were there, and this guy brought his son, and then like every time we swore like fuck his ass up, you know, he would the guy would turn around and be like, hey. Stop swearing. You know, I'm like, you brought your kid to an ECW <laughs> show. There's a motherfucker getting thrown through a flaming yeah. table. And you're sitting there like yelling at us for There's and then, literally <laughs> a puddle of AIDS in the ring. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like it, it's, it comes with a side of hep C when you go to these events and you got to realize that. Exactly. And the, <laughs> and I was just like so annoying. But that kid was also really adorable. He was like he was like a little fat little blob and he kept chanting Pikachu the whole night and it got over. Hmm. So everybody around us were all chanting Pikachu. Wait, this might have been me. This might have been me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but maybe, maybe you were that little white kid that we were like making fun of. <laughs> I was a little whiter as, as a child. Oh, were you? <laughs> I was a little more pale. Oh, okay, okay. I'll show you pictures after. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> so you said you, you saw Raven and Tommy Dreamers. What was that like 97? I don't even know, man. I I, don't, I can't even recall what year it was. It was just so crazy. It was just like so random that I saw it. But I just remember right. like, like I also remember seeing this one scene, like another random night when I was just watching because it was always on two or three in the morning where where uh, Tommy yeah. Dreamer was getting caned over and over and over again. But I think it was by Sandman and he just kept asking for another one. It was like and then I was watching like it was like one of the most intense things I've ever seen. Right. So yeah that was so, actually right before this actually that was probably a few months before this show um, really double tables which I, I didn't suspect i thought that was much later but that was like because this is the second show as extreme championship wrestling so that was like kind of in the transition period so that's one of the big things that they did to kind of like change the tone i guess okay so that that kind of makes sense so have you ever seen this show specifically god no <laughs> and you wish you haven't <laughs> a little bit actually i'm 100 percent happy that i did but I just yeah. like the theme of the show was like, what the hell is going on? That's all. That's the whole. That's what it I kept was, saying to myself. It was, <laughs> it was like, yeah, because the beginning was just chaos. And then it kind of like petered out. I mean, it was so there was chaos throughout, but it was like, I think it peaks like somewhere in the middle. But um, I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah, I think I think this peaked after the first segment. <laughs> you know what? I thought, you know what? We'll get into it. But I think yeah, the yeah, snowman yeah. match was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'll Benoit. say that. Yeah, I mean the the closing segment with Benoit, I think was was a peak, right? I don't know if you caught that or you shut I it mean, off before. I I tried to shut off and like I just I just couldn't find my remote, so I just kept watching it. It wouldn't let you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Benoit's ghost really wanted me to watch it, right? <laughs> and that 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 promo was it was present time. It was yeah, 
you put a <laughs> pillow under over your remote or something. Let's get the fuck um, out of here. But the show opens. <laughs> Show opens with uh, the voice of ECW, Joey Styles, and like immediately there's ECW chants. Like it's it's very clear that like the cult following's already like started here in the beginning of '95. Um, but the show opens up and right out the gates, man. I mean, I think this show was worth watching just for the the, the copyrighted music that was all throughout yeah. <laughs> the show. So that's true. It's, uh, Jason, I believe his name was the sexiest yes. man. Oh, in the world was that what his, his name was yeah sexiest man alive what a man what a man what a man what a that song so uh jason comes out and uh he's he looks like a young paul hammond kind of uh he asked the fans how they like his new suit and then the uh the crowd chants kmart suit at him which is fucking <laughs> great um but then jason introduces the pit bulls pit bull number one and pit bull number two which one's your favorite? Uh, I would say death. Um, <laughs> it's, I don't, you know, it's like, uh, they're, they're both the same to me. You know, it's like, whatever. That's, they were always interchangeable. One of them's bald, one of them had hair. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. Right. They're, they look like tiny chronic to me. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. chronic from WWF. What yeah. a callback. The same okay. get up. They're just like, just kind of like a five foot version of them. Um, the, the way and, uh, I saw them was like was like one of them was like a if you had put Rhino in a dryer and you just took him out <laughs> and then there's and then Pitbull number one I think it was the bald one he looked like Karen Cross wearing a, one of Scarlet's outfits ah yeah right I need to go rewatch that and spank myself to it I think <laughs> um but so so Jason after the Pitbulls introduces his new associate Jason. You know, like the movie, Jason, <laughs> and uh, like the mask and everything. Apparently, he's like he was like a legit wrestler from, I believe, the Wing promotion in Japan. Yeah. I'm not familiar with him. Are you at all? The only thing I, think I Jason know about- the Terrible is what he went by. Oh, okay. But uh, the only thing that I know of about that promotion was it was spelled for some reason with an asterisk instead of an I in Wing. <laughs> And like I'm sitting like as if as if that's like like something that needs to be censored, <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's what that's what it is. So like whenever you got a small, whenever you have a small little like you know straight thing, it's got to be pixelated in Japan, right? <laughs> that's how it works. I can't watch Asian porn. Can you? Oh, all day. <laughs> it's like, like I, I like most definitely. It just makes me feel better about myself. So I got to. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Jason, you know, saunters out there with his mask. He's with the pit bulls. The pit bulls, by the way, clearly had no idea like where to be because they came out and went into the ring, but they had a promo outside of the ring. So they, they, they got back out and then Jason gets introduced and the pit bulls like go back in the aisle way and like walk with them, like try to look all menacing, but it just looked all goofy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so that brings us to the opening match, a six man tag match. We have Hack Myers, Young Dragon number one, and Young Dragon number two versus Jason and Pitbull number one and Pitbull number two. What a cracker of a match here. So we have Hack Myers, who's the Shah of ECW. Uh, Matt Ritter, when I, when I, we did a review at before the show or the show before this and he called him man bear pig yeah so that's, that's that's not all i can see now 
But this, I don't know, man. This match was what the crowd was clamoring for Jason to get tagged in. And then, uh, so he was super over for whatever reason. And when he, once he got tagged in, he kind of just like stoically walks over to Hack Myers and hits him with like a spinning roundhouse, which I didn't expect at all coming from him. Kind of looked like uh, Eric Rowan in a different mask. But, uh, and then at some point, the young dragons just disappear. I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know if you caught that, but they were just gone. So it's just Hack Myers in a one on three handicap match. And then uh, Jason headbutts him a few times. And then the Pitbulls flapjack uh, Jason onto Hack Myers as like a triple team kind of move for the win. Uh, so, yeah, five stars, four stars. What do you think? <laughs> Minus five stars. <laughs> Like, this match was hilarious. I'll say that. So I can't give it minus five stars because I thought it was freaking, like, I couldn't stop laughing this whole match. It's like, I just love, like, yeah. you know, these these young dragons are just, like, two guys in, like, really shitty masks and wigs. And, like, they're wearing, like, their, like, white belt taekwondo, taekwondo outfits and shit. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing about ECW. They were funny with their with their characters and they didn't take themselves seriously. And that's why I thought this, this was right. hilarious. Like, there was this one part of the match where I think it was, uh, Oh man, I, one of the pitbulls attacks Hack Myers on the apron, right? Yeah. So like, so one of the young dragons is on the apron with him, and he doesn't do anything. He just watches him, and he puts his hands up right in, in attack mode. But he watches, he watches as his partner's getting his ass beat, <laughs> and he's just staying there, just like not doing anything. And that's that was kind of the theme of the match, where Joy Styles would literally go like, "Where the hell are these young dragons? <laughs> like, why are they not doing anything?" Because even in the middle <laughs> of the match randomly the pit bulls would just come in and start just start beating up on on uh hack myers for no reason with no tag anything like that so like nope. of course the young dragons could do the same thing and of course they were gone i was like oh they flew so, away the dragons away. after all right yeah exactly but but the, one of the funny <laughs> things about this match is like one of the young dragons actually lost his mask i don't know how you caught that oh i didn't yeah no. he lost I was his distracted mask by the, the leather and that the guy was wearing yeah, like he lost his mask, and sure enough, like it was it happened off camera. So then, after he loses his mask, he's like, "Fuck it," and he just stands on the apron, doesn't give a shit, just slowly goes onto the apron, and just waits for a tag. <laughs> I'm like, "All right." What's this about me that I didn't notice that at all? Don't, it's 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 a random thing that I noticed, and I'm like, "All right, you know what? They don't care." So I'm just gonna watch this without any expectation, and it made it way better. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only way to watch this. But that the match was like really just the uh, the appetizer for what the the meat of this segment was so after the match uh the sexiest man in the world is cutting a promo outside of the ring kind of hyping up his team for winning and then in the background you see hack myers is fighting the young dragons there's some sort of story there but it's not coming across at all um hack finds a chair somewhere and beats the shit out of the pit bulls with it he runs off jason and then uh you know jason the sexy Jason, by the way, not the masked Jason. He gets in the ring and uh, Hack grabs him by the throat and then hits him with this weird ass like top rope face buster. I don't I, It was a weird like setup. And it was it a shitty meteora. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think that's what he calls it. <laughs> but after that, so Hack is just in the ring by himself. And then some lady in a wedding dress gets in the ring. Apparently, Joey, Stahl, Joey Styles calls her the Virgin Princess Angel. So I guess that's her name. And uh, she she gets in the ring with a wedding dress and slaps Hack Myers. She's not happy with him at all. Uh, and then Hack 
just fucking punches her right in the face. <laughs> what the fuck? And then uh, he just punches her in the face, grabs her, puts her over his knee, lifts her dress up, and then spanks her. But uh, I guess she likes it because uh, she then kisses Hack Myers after all of this. Uh, but Hack Myers is like, wait, let me pile drive you real quick and not in the sexual way. So Hack Myers gives her a pile driver after they kiss a uh, wedding dress. And uh, yeah, thoughts? This I thought that. Before, when we, when you and I reviewed, I think it was Honor Invades Boston, that the funniest attack on a woman I've ever seen in wrestling was Michael <laughs> yeah. Shane super kicking Simply Lushless, right? And then yeah. I saw this, and I'm like, no, this is the funniest attack on a woman I've ever seen in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it was just... Like, just what, for what reason? <laughs> exactly. He, like... <laughs> she slaps him. The crowd eggs him on. He's like, okay. And he just socks her in the mouth. And I was just dying. But it was the, the, even the better part had to be the same thing. She makes out with him. And he's like, no. And he, he pile drives her. And I was just like, I thought it was, I was, okay. I'll just say this. If anybody watches this show, the one thing I will definitely, definitely recommend is to see this segment because it was probably the single greatest thing I've seen in a long time. And I and like, I was just so happy to see it. So I want to thank you for for suggesting this episode <laughs> because it was so great. So I loved it. Yeah. Now that, now that I'm thinking about it, it probably did peak after this. And all honesty, I didn't reach any level even close to this after this. Yep. Um, but yeah, speaking of chronic, because we brought up chronic earlier, we have the manager of chronic. Steven Richards here. Uh, I think they call him Steve Richards, actually, which is really bizarre to hear. Uh, yeah. Versus Tommy Dreamer. More pirated music. We have Evenflow. We have Offspring. It's all here. Um, and Raven is here accompanying Stevie Richards, which I, I believe it's his debut with the company, which is bizarre because he was just in WWE as Scotty Flamingo like a few months ago. I didn't know he was here this early either, but... uh. So Tommy Dreamer is here, fresh off a tour in Japan. He's looking jacked as I've ever seen him. And then uh, so him and Richards start. I don't know why they're fighting, but they're fighting. Uh, Richards rips off Tommy's T-shirt. Apparently, there's some significance with the T-shirt. I wasn't really because like Richards rips it off and then Tommy like fights to get it back. And then he puts it on. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't want to show his puffy nipples or something. I think he's just self-conscious. That is true. I'd probably do the same thing, honestly, if I was in this match. <laughs> they, uh, they fight on the outside. The crowd's holding up chairs for him uh, to ram his head into, which is like the most ECW shit ever. Um, they're fighting on the outside. Crowd's holding up chairs and frying pans and dildos for Tommy Dreamer to use. Uh, Dreamer finds a frying pan. Oh, oh th th this is a joke. And make sure to laugh, right? So uh, Tommy Dreamer hits Steve in the head with a frying pan. And then in the other head. Oh, is penis. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. I don't I, I was like, no, shit, I missed the cue. <laughs> Stop watching Arsenal and fucking uh, the women's Arabian team playing soccer. The, the, the Arabian team's up by three, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. No, no, I already won my bet, so I, will be, I won't be distracted. Oh, so we good. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're betting on teams you don't even know. And I'm winning. <laughs> so it's like, that's what yeah. betting is. For anyone who, this is not a sports betting 
podcast, but yeah. bet the numbers. Dude, don't get, don't worry about the names. <laughs> Listen to him. He knows. He, knows. Know. He, he bet on Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. So he knows what he's bet, doing here. Bet the numbers, not the names. <laughs> <laughs> if I had bet that number, I would have had a ton of money after Sasha Banks won. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, who would you have bet on in this match going into it? Uh, I would have bet on, oh my God, they, Raven was with Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards looked really good in this, so I would have gone with Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, yeah, it's a smart league. We, we saw some, uh, we see some Lucha from Tommy Dreamer in this match. There was some, uh, some tilt-a-whirl, like DDTs, and he like countered a hip toss into a DDT that looked really good. That was his thing. Uh, like, he was known as the, what, the innovator of violence, so he was always doing like, you know, really cool yeah. transitions to moves. They all wound up being DDTs, but he did like different ways of doing it. Sort of like how DDP would like find different ways to do a diamond cutter when essentially all he's doing is mm. grabbing someone's head and falling. That's devastating. Yeah. How dare you? You'll not besmirch the diamond cutter on this podcast. <laughs> he did it himself. Like, goddamn. Like, <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so Dreamer. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no. What I, the one thing I wanted to say was like you know like Joy Styles is so good at putting people over. Like during his matches, yeah. he he definitely like just just talks people up. But this one was one of those times where it backfired because Tommy Dreamer. I mean, excuse me, uh, Joy Styles is like. Tommy Dreamer's looking great, and the fans are loving him. And in the background, you can hear the fans going, "You suck!" <laughs> <laughs> was that a Dreamer though? It could have been yeah, literally you know, anything. It was because because it's Tommy Dreamer was doing offense, and the fans are going, "You still suck! You still right. suck!" So <laughs> that's actually funny though, because this Tommy Dreamer here isn't like the Tommy Dreamer that a lot of people probably think about in ECW, because he had like the traditional tights. He was like, you know, like I said, jacked. He had the physique. He was like the like a handsome boy. But like Tommy Dreamer, he didn't really get over until he like just started wearing like pants and t-shirts and they got more rugged with it. So maybe that's why. Maybe that that's interesting that people like weren't like behind him at this point. But once he like kind of I guess it's like the cult the culture was changing and he kind of changed with it, which is yeah, why he was, got over. It felt like ECW was trying to shove like Tommy Dreamer down their throats in the beginning. Like this yeah. like white hot baby face and you know this, this handsome good looking dude where it's like cheer for this guy. He's he's such a blue chipper. But then it's like there it was too cheesy for the ECW fans. Once once he got more edgy and then just just wearing that shirt and like just straight up like beating the living shit out of people, they're like, I like this guy. Exactly. Cause you can go to WWF or WCW if you want like good looking, like jacked up dudes on your TV screen. Yeah, pretty much. And then that's the thing about ECW too. The more you dress like a slob, you get you get over. Hack oh. Myers. <laughs> yeah. Hack Myers is just the tip of that fat ass iceberg for <laughs> sure. You know in this what I'm match. <laughs> like, I mean the IE Sandman. What right. the fuck? You know? Oof. <laughs> like, Oof. God, so there's anyway. so, <laughs> so much garbage in this show and I love it. Yeah. Um like this match almost was like the most clean, like pure like wrestling match on the show. Um like you see like frog splashes from Dreamer. He goes up. He like teases a moonsault, but ends up just like crossbodying uh, Stevie, Rich Stevie Richards. Uh, Raven's getting involved. I guess he has some issue with Dreamer at this point, which is what you alluded to earlier. I don't know if this is like the precursor to that. Towards the end. So Raven gets in the ring. He holds on to Dreamer. He just gets in there and just like grabs Dreamer from behind. Uh, hide and rock style. And then uh, Stevie Richards then kicks him. With a Stevie kick. So Dreamer's down. He's out. Richards then picks up Tommy Dreamer. And it was like a really awkward like tie-ups. Have you ever played Fire Pro Wrestling? I have. 
So, you know, like when you don't know how to play and you're just like locking up with the guy like over and over again. You're, you're preaching to the choir, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I know too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and my, my matches would always be rated like like zero stars well that's that's exactly what happened here because stevie is like he like doesn't know what to do with him so he just backs up and then hits up goes for another uh super kick but tommy dreamer ducks punches steve right in the ball sack and then rolls him up for the win dreamer wins the match and then uh raven gets back in the ring and uh he's like walking towards dreamer again because they have some sort of issue but then Steve and the ref just hold Raven back really awkwardly. Like Raven's just like walking, but he's not like like trying to like get through. He's just like kind of stoically walking towards Dreamer. Like a homeless scarecrow, right? Like just. I think that's his gimmick, right? Yeah. Isn't that his like nickname? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, or Hack Myers. But anyway, right. um, so <laughs> so yeah, I think the storyline behind these two was like they knew each other in high school, and that um, mm. I believe it was a Raven was a. Uh, like Tommy Drew was one of the cool kids and Raven was one of the was one of the goth kids that was getting picked on by Raven right. or by, by excuse me by a Tommy Dreamer if that's if I remember my ECW history right that might I think that's what it was and they knew Bill McGillicuddy in in high school I think that's yeah so that's so that's why like you know the Raven comes in and right away hates Tommy Dreamer right well that yeah. makes sense at what point does uh Dreamer get crucified is that soon after this I don't Do you know I don't Wait, know is that, is that Sandman or Raven uh, Salmon was the one who got who got crucified. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, I get all, it's all like blurred in my head. Everybody gets crucified at some point in ECW. I think. Yep. It's like, like a rite of passage. That was back when when uh, Mel Gibson was booking ECW. So. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> I always forget that. <laughs> but yeah, like I marked out for the finish because uh, Tommy Dreamer totally Johnny Cage his ass. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like you duck under the the kick and you punch him in the balls, and then like right. you know he does the the Van Dam like uppercut and then rolls his ass up. I'm like. <laughs> Ah, oh, work of art. That's a fisting for you. <laughs> but speaking of which, the crowd is chanting pussy at Raven. And because uh, Raven just walks out, the ref, Steve, holding him back. Uh, the dreamer gets on the mic and he's like, hey, Raven, why don't you go back to the WWF? It's a sick burn, right? It's a sick burn. At, apparently at the time. Like, he's, like, Raven actually looked really pissed. He's like, come on, man. What the, you, yeah. you need to, we talked about this backstage. Don't say that shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's PTSD about a Scotty Flamingo days. Yeah. That's understandable. 100% stupid. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, up next, we have more sexy Jason. We have uh, Mikey Whipwreck versus Paul Loria, who is managed by the sexiest man in the world. Um, like as soon as his, his theme song hit and I was like, I got enough of this fucking Jason guy. Um, but I guess, uh, you know, he's kind of creating a, an ensemble of sorts. So, uh, good on him. Uh, so we got Mikey and Paul Loria, Mikey Whipwreck and Paul Loria fighting here right away. They're fighting on the outside cause ECW, uh, Mikey throws Paul into the crowd and they keep throwing him back in. It's like when you take your shirt off and you throw it in the crowd and they throw it back, but he's doing it with a human body here. Um, <laughs> there was a, a spot that cracked me up where Paul Loria he goes for like a baseball slide, but he like crotches himself on the front <laughs> on the first rope, and then Mikey like takes his ankles and he just like slingshots him back into the ring. Like Jesus Christ, that was you know that was probably the best part of the match. The, the, that wasn't the first time it happened in this event too. Yes. Oh, no, no. oh yeah, that was actually yeah, it was the first time because it happened right. again later, right? 
<laughs> yeah, it's like guys, so we need to have a baseball slide class. I think <laughs> that or the ECW ropes need to like go just a little bit higher because like right, like, like you'll have like maybe the next show like nine guys like you know crash themselves. <laughs> How much of a goose do you feel like when you're trying to kick somebody and you just shred your gooch on ropes? And then have the guy instead of selling it, just pulling my pulling my ball sack onto the onto the rope just to like make it worse. Because <laughs> Paul Paul Loria is like a small fella, so he like yeah. literally like like got catapulted like halfway across the ring from it. I I wrote down in my notes here that uh, instead of Whip Wreck versus Paul Loria, I put Whip Wreck versus Billy's Kidman because mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy looked like literally like Billy Billy Kidman if he had a son. He was just wow. a tiny little yeah. dude like. Like a Marco stunt looking motherfucker. But uh yeah. the one thing about this match that kind of bugged me was like the the small guy who you know, it's sort of like that David versus Goliath thing where like, you know, you you want to cheer for the little guy. Mm-hmm. But you, I keep forgetting, like, you know, he just ke- keeps with these like these like uh these comebacks, but you're forgetting that he's the bad guy because he's got the heel manager, like also right. also like so it was like this that dynamic where like these ECW guys are just kinda like, Who's booking this shit, really? <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, the booking and like this match was very sloppy, like in yeah. particular. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of sloppiness on this show because it's fucking ECW 1995. But like it was, yeah, it was very it, it seemed like I, I, mean, I don't know how experienced these guys were at the time, but it seemed like two green guys like trying to have a match. Yeah. And then same thing. Whipwreck, you know, Whipwreck is in the, that rare occasion where he's the bigger guy. Right. But he was yeah. still deciding to do like like uh arm drags and like lucha style stuff mm-hmm. and i'm just like i'm just saying like all right you're trying to you're trying to do all these like it's like watching like big show trying to do a hurricane round on fucking goldberg right. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what i mean it's like come yeah. on whiprick read the fucking room because i think that's all he's really done before this exactly and correct me if i'm wrong but he, he kind of came in as like the guy like the fish out of water guy like the underdog but now he's here like having like a legit match with the guy so it was like an awkward transition for him i think exactly yeah but eh, whatever. But it was it was another like thing about this match that kind of bugged me was uh so there's this one point where where I think it was uh like oh yeah Loria he distracts the ref so so that Jason could come in and low blow like freaking whip wreck right yeah and I'm just saying are there are there no D, like there's no DQs so why are we distracting refs in this right. damn match <laughs> and then later in the match Loria low blows him again right in front of the ref so I'm just like what was the point of distracting him in the first place I was like oh my god what is uh ECW. Literally in the last match, we had a guy get in the ring who wasn't in the match, and there's blow blow was a plenty like frying pans and all that shit. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Where are we finding these frying pans anyway that don't hurt like shit? Because right? these, these frying pans make the loudest noise, and they're getting smacked all over the place. And these wrestlers are sometimes forgetting to sell it. So right. <laughs> anyway. Oh, we have we have a lot of that coming up. Don't you okay. worry. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, Paul Loria, the giant. By, by the way, they keep calling him. I guess it's because it's funny because he's small. Um, I guess the precursor to Crash Holly's gimmick, but uh, Mikey Whipwreck at some point hits a top rope bulldog onto uh, Paul, but um, and then they just like you said, Jason gets on the apron, he distracts them, but it really doesn't play into the finish at all because they kind of just get back in the ring, they jostle a little bit, and then Mikey hits a backslide pin out of nowhere for the win. Uh, but yeah, this match is very, <laughs> it felt very like backyard trampoline wrestling league to me <laughs> maybe that's a good thing you know well, it's just the fans paid for this so like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's a fair comparison most definitely right because like he's, i mean they're not using mikey whipwreck to what he's like supposed to be is like the underdog guy he's like the 
a bigger guy in this match, so it felt really weird. I'll recommend though, like if people get into ECW, to start watching the Mikey Whipwreck versus Steve Austin stuff, because that's when yeah. Mikey Whipwreck was like that was when he was the top of his game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only that was in one of the WWE 2K games, wasn't it? Wasn't Rick really? in the? Uh, I think it was. Okay. For some I reason, never, I remember that. I think it's because that's uh, because of that. I never ever play story modes in those games. I just do like Royal Rumbles and like no holds barred matches. So I don't even know. <laughs> You just throw on Royal Rumbles and you place bets on who's going to win, right? <laughs> and I always lose. I'm like, it's even <laughs> video games. I can't win these damn bets. Play the numbers, yeah. guys. Don't play the name. You have like Primo Cologne winning the Royal Rumble in this 2K game. It's like, what the fuck? He, he was a plus 100. It was a good value. <laughs> uh, here's some plus 100s here. We have Ian Rotten versus Axel Rotten. Oh, all right. So this match. Let's get right to it. And there's no entrance. I think one of them doesn't get an entrance, but who gives a fuck? Uh, Axel comes out, sprints to the ring. They just start brawling in the aisle way. That was, that was a theme in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, Axel, this match is pretty much Axel, who I guess is the older brother. That, that's kind of what I got from this. Yes. He's uh, pretty much just kicks the shit out of Ian this entire match. I mean, this match has got to be like at least 15 minutes long, or at least it felt like it. Uh, we got stop signs, steel chairs, etc. Uh, they start fighting in the crowd. Ian is busted open. He's bleeding like a pig because he is one. Uh, but Ian retaliates with a. <laughs> I'm just laughing, what, picturing a pig like on a farm, just blading himself. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Wilbur, chill out, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> Do you think every pig is named Wilbur? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Otis. <laughs> Man, I would have preferred Otis in this match, but right. Ian Ian gets a little bit of offense. He low blows Axel, and that's pretty much all the offense he got because they get like kind of back into the ring. Um, Axel gets control once again. If you want to know what this match was in a nutshell, you have Axel who has Ian on the ground. He's just pummeling him. He's bleeding. He's pouring blood. Axel goes, ECW, and then the crowd, nothing. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you fat old piece of shit. Um, he's like trying to like get into that like culture of like, oh, we're extreme now. And the crowd is like, God, you guys suck. Um, but Axel continues to dominate Ian. Chair shot after chair shot. Just punching him in the face. Uh, probably legit. And then, uh, but Ian just ends up tripping Axel out of nowhere and just rolls him up for the win. So, bing, bing, boom, Ian, Ian Rotten wins. Imagine, like, being in the back and be like, all right, this is how this match is going to end. Uh, we're going to do a roll-up, guys. And it's like the whole, the, everybody is behind them. So, like, so yeah. basically everyone's going to be rolling up people left and right the whole, the whole night. Right. <laughs> like, you know what, what it I feels mean? like. That's what, that's what, at least the last three was all roll-up, roll-up, roll-up. And, like, yeah. This match, I mean, this match was definitely not for TV. It was for the fans because, you know, they're just wrestling in the state. Like, because I remember going to the ECW shows and I loved it when the wrestlers come right by me and, like, mm-hmm. they're just, like, they're just being the show. So it was definitely for the fans, not for somebody like you and I watching this on TV because right. it was, like, kind of garbage. But my favorite part of the match had to be, so right in the beginning of the match, I think it was Axel who nails Ian with an unprotected chair shot, right? Yeah. And Ian, with no absolute shame, pulls a blade out, walks away, and starts scratching at his head. <laughs> like, that was the most blatant blading I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, yeah. does anyone not see him, like, stabbing himself in the forehead? Like, like... <laughs> that's his gimmick. That's how he just hypes himself up. 
He's the I, blood in his eyes. I guess so. It's like, you know, it's like I'm going to give myself like, you know, I, I'm going to give myself like a tetanus shot. You know, I mean, it's like, like what right. the fuck are you doing? Right. Oh, there is tons of HIV in this show. Just oh, puddle, puddles of it. I'm puddles HIV positive it. about that. There so, it is. Um, <laughs> it was, oh, my God, this match. It was it was something. But, I mean, it it was how Ian and Axel had their had their uh, rivalry because like they they would wind up having uh, later on, like they would have a. Um, you know in, in Kickboxer where they, they tape their fists and they have like glue and they have like glass on their fists? Yeah. They wound up having yeah. one of those matches. I think it was a Taipei death match or something like that later on in their rivalry. And and it was all right. the same match, it's just different gimmicks. It's just them beating the Loon Daylights at each other. And I it was think, like, yeah. yeah. That was on, I got a DVD one time. It was like the bloodiest matches in ECW history. I think that was on it. That, Probably. that, sounds, that sounds familiar. It's either that or it was like in TNA or something they did that. I think I might have. I might have that DVD because doesn't that DVD also have like the Born to Be Wired match with a uh, Funk and Sabu? Yeah, and it has a, the Stairway to Hell with a uh, Sabu and Sandman. I believe so. Yeah, it's been See, a while. I know my I know my ECW shit, dude. I was, <laughs> I was obsessed with that shit for a while. That, that's all. That's all I'm basing my knowledge on is those DVDs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, fun ECW match there, I guess for some people. Yeah. Um. But it was like, I guess they were trying to offer different things. In this show, because you have that match, but then in the next match, you have Al Snow versus Chris Benoit, which probably, I mean, if we're just talking about the matches themselves, might have been my favorite match of the show. Um, they're calling, first of all, Al Snow is the snowman, which is hilarious. It's so on the nose. I think there's a blizzard during the show. <laughs> so did he cause the snow? Did he cause the blizzard? Oh, Philly fans, you create heat with Philly fans. You blame yeah. the snow on somebody, and then the fans be like, "Fuck that guy." Yeah, they don't like it. They don't like <laughs> I actually like this match a lot. I don't know, like this no, was, was a, fun. Yeah, yeah, this was a, that match where it's like you just watch Chris Benoit and like, so like, man, everything he does is with conviction. He can give you a headlock, and it was like probably the best headlock in the world because it felt like he was yeah. trying to rip the guy's head off. So I. I just watching Benoit Jones. And then I learned a lot about Al Snow, too. I totally didn't know that. I think Joy Styles mentioned that Al Snow helped train Dan Severin. Oh, really? Yeah. So, part, yeah. Yeah. So I was just there. Oh, okay. You know, this guy's legit. And then you could tell Al Snow was legit, too, because he was throwing some really cool strikes. And, like, he looked good. But early in the match, I, I, I don't know if you caught this one, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. Where, all right, Chris Benoit, baseball slides, nuts himself again. You know, <laughs> like, it, it, uh, he, baseball slides Al Snow, right? Al Snow hits the guardrail. But for some reason, completely no sells it. Runs back into the ring and drop kicks a jugger. Right. <laughs> Excuse me, Benoit on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be a perfect match. Can't I know, I know, match. but that's the only imperfection. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like you said, Benoit is so like, like you said, everything he does like matters. Like, he, like his scoop slams felt like he was trying to murder them. Like trying, uh, well, okay, that's probably bad phrasing, but um, <laughs> and he was yeah, trying to. He was, he's trying. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Both going for the same shitty joke. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's but, like he uh, really yeah. did a suicide dive. Anyway, so but his take chops, two. His chops sound like fucking gunshots, man. They're just brutal yep. looking. And like you said, his headlocks, everything he does. His pa- I always loved his powerbomb. For some reason, it always looks so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the match like itself, it was like definitely the most technical wrestling based 
match on this show. Um, you know, Benoit, he's dominating the, the snowman for pretty much most of the match. Uh, he hits a flying headbutt for two. Benoit has really great heat in this match. The crowd is not happy with him and he loves it. Um, he was like really, really on fire here. Uh, German suplexes all around. Uh, but ultimately, Benoit counters an Irish whip from the snowman and hits him with a dragon suplex with a bridge for the win. Looks beautiful. Um, yeah, just a great fucking match. I don't know if you have anything else on it, but I really enjoyed it. No, I goes like they, what else? I remember joking with you earlier. Like they they were um they were booking the snowman like he was the Undertaker because the dude, right. kept, dude kept kicking out. It was like he got he took a power bomb. I'm good. I, I, he took a Easy. German. I'm good. <laughs> he just kept popping back up. I was like Jesus. But for some reason it worked for this match. It just showed yeah. that you know Snow Al Snow is just a tough tough dude. And it, it wasn't like you know like. One of those, it's like, what is he doing? It was more like, man, this match just gets more and more intense. And like, the more that snow gets up, Chris Bob beat, Chris Bob beats the living daylights out of him more. So yeah. I love this match. It was great. No, for sure. And <laughs> a funny thing. So this is right after that famous spot where Benoit injures Sabu when he does the backdrop and Sabu yeah. lands on his head. So now they're calling Chris Benoit the Crippler because <laughs> it's so like on the nose, but like Jesus. So, but after the match, they carry out the snowman on a stretcher because I guess Benoit just seriously injures everybody he has a match with now. Um, I thought it was really funny. The ECW like paramedics, they're called damage control. <laughs> Do you like that? I didn't catch that. So, that's, so <laughs> Even I the guess paramedics have gimmicks, which is it's corny, but it's fun. That that might be like an indication how what Paul E thought about his his wrestlers. Like they're expendable, so right? Not, <laughs> <laughs> like they're like I'm surprised that they weren't called the cleanup crew, you know. That would have been better. It would have been better. Um, but this, at this point, the man, the show kind of like, kind of takes a nosedive because now we have the ECW World Heavyweight Title match: Shane Douglas, the champion, versus Tully Blanchard. Yeah, totally Blanchard. I didn't say that wrong. He is here at ECW having a match for the title. Uh, no music for Tully. I like for that. That was reason. a part. Just fuck him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, the match, you know, Tully starts out hot. He hits a, that, that slingshot suplex right out mm. the gate. That's, that's all the crowd really wanted from him, I think. Uh, Tully follow, follows it up with a pile driver. But Douglas is able to get his foot on the rope to prevent the pin. Um, then, you know, they fight on the outside a little bit. They try to suplex each other through the table, but no one really goes through it. Uh, but towards the end, uh, Shane Douglas is on the apron. Tully Blanchard is inside the ring. He goes for an outside in suplex, but Shane just shifts his weight and lands on Tully and just pins him. Another just out of nowhere, like what the fuck pin? Uh, yeah, just a weird, you know. So Shane retains the title in a world title match thrown in the middle of the show. Kind of felt like an intermission match to me. Uh, it was weird. It was just weird seeing Tully Blanchard in ECW at this point. He just didn't fit into the mold. You know, ECW was all about this intense, intense fighting. And he got Tully Blanchard. You know, it's like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was like, this whole match, like, it was just kind of back and forth, but it was a slow plotting back and forth. There's no rhyme mm-hmm. or reason to any of the reversals. Like, the, the comebacks were like, like really short lived. So I was like, all right. So I had faith. I was like, it's just, this is Shane Douglas here. 
this is Tully Blanchard here. This shit's going to pick up. Mm-hmm. Then it ended. Then it ended. <laughs> <laughs> so if, like, I was just thinking, too, if a wet fart had a visual, it would be that that mm. pinfall. You know what I mean? It was just like... I can see it. I can see it. it was, that's what it was. It was like the whole the whole match was like, all right, what's, what's going to happen next? And then he falls on top of him and the like, match is over. was like, oh, that's your heavyweight champion right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's your face of the company. That, there you go. <laughs> God. And by the way, if you want to... Because it's, it's like a, of a similar tone. On a WCW Slamboree 94, uh-huh. Tully Blanchard fought Terry Funk. Which is like a similar kind of like why why is this happening? That match is a little bit better, but it was still like the same. Like totally didn't fit with that mold at all. Like at some point, Terry Funk tried to like pile drive him from the second rope. But totally just like sandbagged him. He's like, "Fuck this! Who? who why am I wrestling you?" Um. So what did Tully re- like fit into? You know, <laughs> I don't know. I've been trying to guy. figure that out. Because like when you think of the Four Horsemen, who who's you know you're thinking about like Arn and Flair, maybe in Wyndham, yeah. and then like Tully. He's like, there. Tully was there. Tully was there. Even like, I even think of like Crippler before I started thinking about Tully. You know, right. <laughs> you can't have At, just three horses. The only one below him is Mongo. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even that's questionable. At least Mongo was entertaining. He he was, but it's like like as entertaining as as uh Hack Myers punching a uh, Virgin Princess in the face for no reason. You know? I'm sorry. Are you saying that's a bad thing? <laughs> Good point. Touche. <laughs> but. Man, this next match is something that I thought was going to be awesome, but wasn't. So we have a Texas death match. Cactus Jack versus the Sandman. This, uh, so in the, the Texas death match, so the stipulation here is that it's basically last man standing, but in order for the 10 count to start, you have to pin your opponent, which is a stipulation that didn't really make sense to me because essentially you just have to lose a bunch of times. In one match, like right away, like Sandman, I believe, gets pinned like within the first like minute. Yep. Right. Yep. And then (laughs) it's just like, I don't know, man. So lots of unprotected chair shots to Sandman and he's not selling them at all. It's like I'm almost wondering, did did Sandman get like knock silly at some point in this match? Because he seemed like he was just like a zombie during the whole thing. I, that was the exact same thing I, I felt like. First of all, yeah, that first pinfall was just like, what in the world just happened? Because like I was at first, the first thing I thought I was like, man, this could be the world's shittiest Iron Man match. Yeah. Because <laughs> like in 20 minutes the score would have been like 19 to five, you know? <laughs> it, was, right. it was like so many, so many pinfalls and like, but but uh yeah, it was it was pretty scary. Like you know what? If I were to ever sue Paul Heyman for for like negligence or something, I would use this as my smoking gun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Just like it was just like, all right, let's guys go out there and like hit each other with with a uh, with unprotected chair shots. And sure enough, you're right. Sandman was just like out of it the whole match. It was yeah. just like plotting slow. But one one other thing, this show gave me hope that I could be a pro wrestler because I don't right. need to be in any shape whatsoever. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just punch, kick, punch, kick for like a long time, and then and the fans eat it up, and you get a paycheck and go home. You know, just throw on a gray sweatsuit, get some New Balances, and just get on out there. Bring a yeah. kendo stick. Once again, Sandman was dressed up like my first day of kindergarten. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just needed the book bag all tightly. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, there's there were some little nuances in the match. Like, I guess like, that's what I've been doing. Like, I just find like little things to like to uh, entertain myself during these matches. There's this one part of the match where where um, Sandman is just beating the daylights out of out of uh, Cactus Jack, just uh, 
long mm -hmm. heat segment, right? And then out of nowhere, Texas Jack just just completely ignores Sandman and he just he takes a lunge at woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just swings at her. I'm like, wait, what is it? Like, what is he we doing? We need a little domestic violence in each <laughs> yeah. match, I think. There's a quota. <laughs> yeah, Chris Benoit's a good job, dude. I mean, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's hard to ignore. It's hard to ignore it. That oh, that, that joke went too deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can always go deeper. Can never be too deep. <laughs> but I mean, the other part of the match, the other story that I picked up from this match was like Cactus Jack must have DDT'd Sandman on the cement like like five times in this Dude. match. It yep. was so bizarre because like so that's like kind of like you know they're fighting the yeah. match is like like you said it's a plotting match they're just hitting each other really hard with weapons and nobody's selling anything. <laughs> At one point, you know, Cactus goes for like a drop kick on the outside, but he misses Sandman and hits the barricade, so he's his like leg is injured. Yeah, and then Sandman tries to attack the leg for a little bit, and they just get bored with it after a while, so they just kind of move on. Fuck it, legs fine, and then uh, but. It's like Sandman, he pins Cactus Jack a few times in this match. But every time he pins him, he breaks up the count yeah. after. <laughs> I forgot about like, that. What? So why, why bother pinning him, you asshole? <laughs> he's like, and Joey Styles even on commentary, he's like, I think Sandman forgot the rules. I was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> That's one thing where Joey Styles was so smart in this match, but he couldn't even cover that up. <laughs> yeah, there's like no way to... <laughs> The crowd's confused. I'm confused. <laughs> like, what's going on here? But I'll give I'll give Joy Styles credit for one thing. In the middle of the match, she goes, "Why don't you just take three count and take the extra eight seconds to recover?" Yeah. He he says that he says it in the middle of the match. I'm just saying, thank you. <laughs> like, <It's> just... <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give him credit for that part. But other than that, like, did you notice too? Like, like that's where I, this is where I I feel like Sandman was CTE'd because every time he got DDT'd on, onto the cement, he would get up he would get up and no sell it. Yes. He just kept Absolutely. no selling DDTs on the cement. He just got up again, and it wasn't even like dramatic. He just got up like he had to go go up and take a piss like you know in the middle of the night. He probably you know? did. Oh, probably like you like he probably had a little like diaper on just like going to town. So, <laughs> is that why he looks so fluffy in that gray sweatsuit? Maybe that's why. <laughs> Before, or after, during the match, it's just yeah. urinating all of himself. You know, saves time. Saves time. Uh, don't wear don't wear white pants, dude. <laughs> dude, those those kendo sh uh, stick shots. For oh. some reason, when Jack was hitting Sam, and he like saw the sweat just like poof out of his head. Yeah, it was like wait, it was like it was it was something like. Uh, Shit, that was actually kind of hard. Um, that looked like that hurt. Oh God! <laughs> it's fine. I'm Sandman. I'm Sandman. <laughs> it's like it's up. So, so next match was uh was uh, uh, Otis versus uh Chad Gable. Sa Rios versus <laughs> <laughs> Steve Blackman in a loser leaves Africa match. <laughs> Is that? Oh, never mind. A Punjabi uh, prison match. <laughs> Sorry. I was about to say, was that what that Nigerian drum fight was? <laughs> the, the, the drum fight that didn't use a drum, right? That one? Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, my God. But there were no drums in this match either. There was just, uh, like you said, uh, unprotected uh, cement DDTs. So Jack hits him with two. But Sandman, he pins them both times. One, two, three. But then Sandman gets right back up after the pin. 
Uh, but then the third time, uh, Jack gets on the apron because they're on the outside. Jack gets a steel chair, gets on the apron, just yeets this chair right at Sandman's head, throws it, and it you know bends the chair so it's wrapped around his head. Looked amazing. But then uh, Jack hits a third DDT on the concrete after that, pins him, and then uh, and then that's what gets the win. That's what gets the ten count. And another funny thing about this is that they're fighting, and you probably can relate to this because you've been to these shows. They're fighting on one side of the ring. So like 80% of the people there don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> like, 100%. You, even hear, you even hear those chants, like the we can't see or whatever the fuck, you know. 100%. So you could have done a DDT spot on each side of the ring because, I mean, they did it four times anyway, so you can... <laughs> That's whatever. Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nope. So Jack wins here. Uh, Sandman. I guess he wins because now the match is over and now he can go back to drinking whatever the fuck or whatever he was doing back there. And then, uh, yeah, so that's the match. How many stars? That's that's uh, that's like maybe like worth two Hackmeyer punches on a woman. That's that's a lot. I know. That actually lot. wasn't bad. It was, it was brutal. So I was like, okay, you know, it kept me like entertained, but... Not, not that I ever watch again, so yeah, it was uh, it was something, yeah. Ugh. Uh, but that brings us to the main event the ECW World Tag Team titles are on the line. We have uh, the champions, Public Enemy versus Sabu and the Tasmaniac, and this is a double tables match as per the name of the show. <laughs> uh, man, the entrance. For Public Enemy was hype as fuck. Uh, what was the song again? Do you uh, remember? Here comes the hot stepper. How's that go? Here comes the hot stepper. Something, something. Here comes the hot stepper. Thank you. You just just, just have that underneath uh, during the whole show. Um, but so it's a double tables match. So you have to put both people on a team through the tables to win. Uh, you know, like I said. Public Enemy comes out to that hype music. They're doing the hey, oh, and the crowd's going with them. And then Sabu and Taz come out to what sounds like Jaws music. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess they didn't really figure out what Taz was at this point. But yeah. this this match is chaos. Once again, it's like because uh, they basically pair off and they're fighting on like separate ends of the arena. Um, at one point, Johnny Grunge is set up on a table. So the table's set up in the ring. Johnny Grunge is laid up on the table. Sabu, this crazy motherfucker, has a chair. He sets the chair up on the top turnbuckle. Like, yeah, that is, that's what, exactly what it sounds like. He puts it on the top turnbuckle. He stands on the chair and then leaps off of it. And obviously the chair flings to the side. Sabu, like, half hits him. Uh, the table doesn't really break. The, he, like, kind of hits his knee on the table. It's just chaotic. And it's classic Sabu, really. Um, but then, uh, they're fighting all over the arena at one point, Sabu slams Rocco rock, the other public enemy he slams his head through the table that's set up in the corner. But I guess that doesn't count as an element. <laughs> I was very confused, but, uh, and then, uh, but on the other side of the ring, Taz and Johnny grunge are both on the top rope and they both fall. And then they both fall through a table. So they're both eliminated. So now it's just Sabu and Rocco Rock. Uh, Rocco Rock has Sabu laid up on a table. And he does a swanton off the top rope through the table. 
through Sabu, but the referee is distracted. There's these Dern referees and they're distracting. Um, so it doesn't count, even though Sabu got put through the table. Uh, Rock even goes and rings the bell himself. Uh, he chokes out Paul Heyman, who's standing ringside. You know, it's kind of just an aside. Uh, and Sabu then sets up Rock on a table on the outside. They got start fighting. Rock is on the table, and then Sabu gets on the apron and leg drops him off the apron through the table, which gives Sabu and Taz the win. So now they are the new ECW Tag Team Champions. And then, uh, yeah, that's a match that happened. <laughs> That's the best. That's that's putting it in a nutshell. Like, I, yeah. like, 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 Sabu was definitely one of my favorite ECW guys to watch. Cause like, yeah. one of one of the funny things about Sabu is like anything he did, you just have to put the word Arabian next to it, and that's, <laughs> that was his move. <laughs> like, like, it's yeah. it, was, it was a chair drop. Nope, Arabian face buster. Like, you know, like <laughs> Arabian like, snapmare. Like, yeah, Arabian snapmare. Oh, Arabian punch the face. <laughs> <laughs> But he was he was the king of that wild style where it's like yeah. uh, just where it's like chaos. He right. was the bringer of chaos, and I loved it. So this match was entertaining, but it was it was entertaining because it gave you like you know table spots all over the place. And like mm-hmm. you're right, the guy's head went through the table, but it didn't count because it was just his head. I guess right. rule rule A, section two of table double tables matches, it has to be more than just your forehead going through a table for it to count. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I Let's read see. the rule book, but it was written on a napkin in blood, so... I um, believe it. Just <laughs> <laughs> eating rotten's blood. Yeah, exactly. So you had to, like, wait, like you had to, like, wipe off the, hep, the, the you know, hep C, <laughs> and then... <laughs> but anyway, oh, I see. <laughs> but, uh, no, this match was, yeah, it was really entertaining, but the one, th- the, the, f- I had a few notes about this match. The one thing about Taz is, like, he couldn't help himself. In the other match, it wasn't, a- if he was in the middle of the ring and he was alone with somebody, he had to suplex him. Mm-hmm. Like, like, no matter what, he'll be brawling, 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 and then you finally get into the match. He's like, you, you, I can imagine wrestling with him right now. He's like, dude, I'm going to suplex you now. He's like, dude, again? He's like, ah, and he just throws his ass. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and even in the middle of the match, he's, he, takes his own partner and Taz plexes him over his head and throws his ass on Rock or Rock. So I'm like, so he's even, he's even suplexing his own damn teammate. Cause like, I love just, that because like, you see that sometimes, right? And somebody <laughs> will like assist like a splash. Yeah. But he like does like the whole, like he locks his arm and all yeah. that shit. Like, why is that necessary? You're, you're, it's just for the impact of him landing on him. Why are you like crunching, <laughs> clenching his neck like that? You know, Sabu, like, you know, in, in Sabu's character, he's like, he doesn't say anything really, but he you know, in the, in the ring, he's like, my brother what are you doing man why are you why are you crossing my arms like that come on man <laughs> we, we didn't talk about this <laughs> unnecessary but then that that uh that spot that you talked about where um the, the referee didn't see the the table getting yeah. busted so it didn't count i couldn't believe that he was distracted he didn't see it but that shit happened like f- no more than five feet away from you because it's such a small ring so he right. had to see it <laughs> plus there was a second ref clearly looking at it <laughs> so like i was just like i know it, the it would have it wouldn't have worked if the ref corrected the other ref be like hey he actually got put through the table dude you you right. missed it you know but it was just such bad booking i'm like if you're gonna have two refs distract them both if you're gonna do that or something yeah and i was just like ah so i'm glad that the, the the carnage because that's what ECW was. It wasn't about sensible booking. It was just about crazy shit happening. Right. Yeah. Shout out CCW. So it's like you know it's <laughs> like <laughs> so so it did the trick and then the fans were like all over and then I was entertained so I liked it a lot actually. Yeah, it was definitely it was a weird as far as like 
what the story was. It was confusing, but it was just fun car crash kind of entertainment, which I guess is what ECW was. But uh, but then after the match, we have some shenanigans. Mm. So nine one one comes out. So there's this whole faction out. I forget what they're called, but it's you know Paul Heyman leads it, and it's taboo. It's taboo. (laughs) That's what they should be called. Taz and Sabu. It's taboo. Oh my god. (laughs) That's fun. We're all having fun here. But nine one one is also a part of that faction. So he comes out. He sets up because they're all fighting after the match because that's what you do in ECW. So he, he sets Shout up. Shout out AEW. Yeah. <laughs> he sets up uh, Johnny Grunge on a table and then he sets up a second table on the top turnbuckle, like laying flat. Sabu climbs up there on the top table, I guess. Like you said, going to go for an Arabian face buster off the top rope through the table. But Chris Benoit comes back out and him and Sabu are both standing on the table that's set up on the top turnbuckle. Benoit just fucking power bombs them off the top rope through the table. That is such man. I had my butthole puckered up watching that because that is such like a, that wobbly ass table on the top rope. And he's like literally picking them up and all that shit. But uh, it looked good for what it was supposed to be, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you, they call him, they don't they don't call him the crippler for nothing, right? Like, yeah, like, exactly. it, it rolls off the tongue better than unsafe worker. So right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put that on a t-shirt. Chris, the unsafe worker Benoit. <laughs> I love by the way that because he was the crippler pretty much pretty much for his entire career. Yeah. But it's really just based off of him just fucking yeeting Sabu and making him break his neck like for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much. But you know, pretty soon like I think Ryback's trying to take that that moniker oh, from him now. <laughs> I see. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was just there. I got no comment on what happened there. It was just it was just fun carnage and same thing. Like me, like you know, I didn't know the story beforehand, so all I saw was Chris Benoit running out, just just powerbombing people. I'm like, why is he out? You didn't really miss much, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I guess not. But like, I was just like, what what is going on? What does he have to do with any of this? Like, and why is why is like Jason not back out? You know, I miss Jason. I was missing Jason in this match. (laughs) He was MVP of the show. Yeah, but he had to go back to uh to Olive Garden to show people where they had to seat where they had to sit. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, joke ruined by the word seat. <laughs> I love it. I'm, oh I'm my gonna, god! Gonna... Conjugation uh is not my strength. No English. No English. <laughs> I talk like this now because this is the real way I talk because <laughs> I am actually a Nigerian prince. Uh huh. Is that your Nigerian accent? No, that was an action. It was, it was, it was a shot at WWE, but that was still oh, my Asian accent. So. I see. I thought you were trying to be Nigerian there. It's like, God, oh, no. You need to watch SmackDown some. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but but you said you didn't know where the story was going. So after the, the, uh, the match, the show closes out with a really bizarre, scary promo from Chris Benoit. So it's him. I'll have to like clip this and put it on Twitter or something because he's yes. like, He's, he has like a black screen behind him. He's talking. And then like in the background, you see his hands just like, like kind of like transparent in the background. And you see his face in front of it. And he's just like, yeah, he's talking like this. I'm going to cripple you. Do you want to hear a poem, Michael Cole? Like that kind of, that kind of deal. And then uh, he's shout like, out Heidenreich, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's a precursor to that. But uh, basically <laughs> he's saying that uh, him... And Dean Malenko, I guess they're a team, uh, that Benoit and Dean Malenko are going to challenge for the tag titles 
at the next show, I guess. Who knows? But uh, yeah, and that's how the show closes with a really bizarre promo from Benoit saying that he's going to murder somebody. <laughs> hmm. Precursor for foreshadowing. <laughs> Dark side of the ring, guys. Watch it. Um, that's, so- that's what the show is. <laughs> Like the one thing I, I got out of that, it's like I was hoping it was just bad editing where like like while he was talking, you could clearly see his hands doing something different than what's on the background. <laughs> like, right, yeah. <laughs> so like, the background you see him like doing like this, but then he he goes like, So I'm gonna kill you and I'm gonna go like you know, <laughs> and then it does this the finger to the throat thing. Like I was hoping for some kind of funny botch like that, but apparently right. that was his hands. They apparently they did take the time to record his hands as they were as they were recording his face talking. So Yeah. Of all the things they focus on, that's, yeah, <laughs> Lord. But yeah, that's 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 ECW double tables ninety five. Uh, I don't know. Rating out of ten, what do you think? What do you think you'd give this one? Uh, I'll give it a ten. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that makes no, sense. No, actually, okay. When I when after the first match, I would have given an eleven or twelve right. because yeah. that segment. Once again, I'll, I'll go back and watch it right now after we're done talking about this because it's so damn funny to me. So, yeah. But then everything after that was kind of like, like ever was kind of like, all right. So <laughs> I'll give it a six. Yeah, fair, it was. Fair. Yeah, I think I think that's generous, too, because like yeah, I, I, Al Snow versus Benoit was fun. The main event was fun for what it was. Just chaos. And like you said, the first match was just hilarious. It was, it was a lot of sludge in the show, though. I mean, it was an easy watch. It was like less than two hours, I think. Yeah. So I, I had no problem watching it from start to finish. It, it was fun just for like the historic aspect of it, just yeah. seeing where they were at this time and seeing how like they would evolve over time, like seeing Raven get there, seeing Whipwreck and like a situation you don't normally see them in. Um, so there was some fun stuff on the show overall, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Lately, it's it's more fun to like nitpick the stupid things that happen because you don't really oh, yeah. notice it. You know, so. got, we got a cameo here. Um, so we... Have uh, speaking of speaking of cats, there's some cool cats over there at the Getcho Podcast. Where can uh, everybody listen to you guys? So we're at Getcho Podcast on Twitter. We our links are on there. All you have to do is go onto whatever whatever uh, app you use to watch your listen to your podcast. Just check out Getcho Podcast. We're probably the only Getcho, so you just type that. You should be good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Once again, it's just a shameless plug. It's just four dudes. Like we're we're lifelong friends, and we just talk wrestling and just, just shoot the shit. This is just our group text on live for everyone to hear. And right. then we also do our sweaty sessions where we we just uh, basically make fun of us sweaty wrestling fans who take wrestling way too seriously, or we just do fun creative stuff to like entertain you guys. So you'll see what I mean because we do rap battles, poems, we do little <laughs> like shit like that. So check us out. We, I, I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And if you are, um, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. It's because it's not me. It's because of Garn. <laughs> Man, I should have done a sweaty session on this show of like, you be. The Virgin Princess and I'm Hack Myers and we like rap battle each other. We'll do oh. it on the next show. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Just hit me again, Daddy. <laughs> oh, stepdad, why are you hitting me with that kendo stick? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, dude. No, th- it's a pleasure, pleasure being on the show, and then uh, hopefully everyone else enjoys it as much as uh, I enjoyed doing it and enjoyed watching this event. So check this shit out, guys. Hell yeah, hail Satan. Chris Mabois, shout out. <laughs> Once again, thank you to Charlie from the Get Show Wrestling Podcast for uh, bringing a little chode mode 
to the pod. And uh, <laughs> no, really, as always, super fun time with Charlie. Lots of fun and lots of fodder to make fun of with this show. ECW Double Tables 1995. Just a really, you know, it's ECW. It's early ECW. So there is a lot of chaos and a lot of uh, questionable tactics used, <laughs> but super fun uh, show to watch and super fun show to uh, recap as well. Like I said, follow Get Show Podcast on all podcast platforms. Follow them on Twitter at Get Show Podcast. Follow Charlie on Twitter at ChartyBBad. See description. And yeah, there she blows. That's all we got for you today. Thank you guys once again for listening. Check out ApronBump.com for all my episodes. I've uh, once again, I've organized it so that if you want to just filter by uh, certain promotions, certain timelines, you can easily go there and it'll bring you to links that you can uh, click. That'll bring you to whatever podcast platform you choose to view this on and uh, keep an eye out for the video version. Uh, We'll probably be, be probably be out the day or maybe two days after Uh, this drop so keep an eye out for that follow me on social media kiss your mom slap your dad on the ass shut the fuck up cat I'm hard